Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter at WideJump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. And welcome aboard. It's Wide Men Can't Jump. We're back yet again. Episode 131. We're going to keep on dancing, as Jimmy Hart would say. We've got plenty to talk about in terms of sports, entertainment, maybe even a maybe a couple of trivia questions. Maybe not what, what we had planned on, but uh, some things change, and uh, but who knows? We might throw a couple of, couple of uh, sports trivia questions out tonight. Who knows? But joining me, as always, this is one thing I know, is the man, the myth, the Canadian pasta bread legend. It's Tim Dombrova. not gonna let that go are you no i'm not i see fair enough duly noted <laughs> uh, at least you at least you've been warned <laughs> i've been warned fair enough have you got a have you got a summary for that no yeah, all right did you miss that <laughs> you did yes. didn't you? <laughs> yeah i missed it big time there's your sister and her summary. It, it's kind of oh, summary out oh, there. Oh, okay. Oh. I got it now. Okay. I'm, I'm caught okay. up. Uh, all right. Anyhow, how, how are things up in the in the metropolis of, uh, well, where the hell Virginia. it is you're at these days? Of the, 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 uh, the, the clear of the COVID West Virginia, state of the, of the non-pandemic. All uh, pretty good right now. Uh, staying... Uh, Staying safe as best we can here in the sunny 35th state of West Virginia. Um, doing okay. 
How about uh, up in in Canada? How's things up there in the Great White North? <laughs> the Great White North, uh, the province of uh, Alberta, is uh, opener back up starting tomorrow. Phase one of the re- grand reopening. Um, not much, to be honest. There's not that much left to reopen. But uh, retail will be back open. Uh, restaurants and all that sort of stuff with a whole pile of conditions attached. But still, uh, start back to some semblance of normal. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. But they got the, they, they got their finger on the trigger though. If they don't like where the numbers go, or if the hospitalizations or ICU admittances or anything like that, they got a they got they got a watermark. And if we go above it, we we go back to phase one. But good luck with going back to phase one after they or, or back to step zero. I mean, not phase one, but well, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But hope, but hopefully, uh, the long road back to some normalcy. So. Yeah, we can hope so. At least uh, that's what we're all looking for, but uh, you never know. So we'll have to wait and see and see where we end up and what happens between now and then. But, um, you know, we're going to talk a little later about sports, and there's a lot being talked about um, in terms of the sporting world opening up soon. Uh, we, We have seen that this weekend there will be NASCAR returning. So that should be cool. At least some kind of live sport, but we'll talk more about that here in a little while. Um, do want to bring up, uh, as a note here that the NBA, you know, since, uh, usually we're primarily a basketball show, the NCAA has extended draft withdrawal date. Um, it'll be, um, uh, after, it was originally set for June 3rd. It will be extended. No permanent date set yet. The NFL has extended the virtual off season. The original date was May 15th. It will run through the end of May now. Um, and so far, that's really the major news. Uh, the Board of Governors yeah, called with Adam Silver. Partici- uh, the participants felt optimistic the league will return for the remainder of the season and possibly push – uh, the NBA back to maybe December or so. Don't know what that's going to, what that's going to entail. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we'll still wait and see. The CCTV says there is no intention of resuming airing NBA games in China, by the way. So the, oh, those beggars. yeah, the Chinese and the NBA not looking good. Uh, so, um, so give me a quick um, uh, uh, a geographical update here. Uh, mm-hmm. I know where you, I know where you are in relation to Florida, but where, where's Arizona in the mix? Arizona, uh, from where I am, or just in yeah, terms well, of yeah, the no, from where yeah, from where you are, west and south. Yeah, or east and south. Okay, west because and they south. Have, they have just uh, Florida has green lighted uh, pro sports. Or to return as of right this moment, and Arizona has pre as green light to pro sports can start again on Saturday in the state of Arizona. Now, who that who they're aiming that at because there's nobody ready to go, but yeah, uh, so uh, that's something. So, we're starting to see some cracks, and we got COVID yeah. on the run. We got COVID on the run, Nate. We got it on the run. <laughs> well, at least we hope. Uh, yeah, the numbers are indicating that things have kind of slowed down, 
of course, you know, still we're the biggest country in terms of COVID uh, cases and deaths, I believe, as well. I think we hit a uh, total deaths were 85,000. I believe that's the most most in the world in the United States. But again, you look at it and it's like, in terms of recoveries, we've also recovered almost a half a million people. You have the um, what I don't the third or fourth largest country in the world by population, Mm -hmm. and and one of if not the freest country in the world. So not only do you have to keep. Yeah, I mean, you had to keep people at home, and you had to tell them that what they were used to do, and they couldn't anymore. And we're not only not used to hearing that, we don't like it. So it's kind of a bit of an uphill battle compared to, you know, I don't know, somewhere over in the east where they can just lock it down, and they don't have to worry about civil or human rights violations. Yeah, they don't really worry too much about that. Or any of that sort of stuff, so... It will be what it will be, but at least like there at least there's some light at the end of the tunnel now, so we're we're getting there slowly but surely. As long as as long as football makes it, I'll be okay. If they cancel everything else, I, I, that'll suck, but I'll live with it. As long as football starts on time. Yeah, I mean, as long as we get football, I think everyone will be happy. If if football gets moved, you're gonna get there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna Ugh. be a little bit of anger from a lot of people. I mean, but, we're, uh, to the what, time, we're to the time of year now where, like, college basketball would already be over. Yeah, um, right now it'd just be baseball at this point. We'd be we'd be down to some playoffs, I suppose. Hockey wouldn't be quite done, but it'd be getting close. Yeah, the and NBA would be nearing be, the end. Yeah, it would be getting close. So in another week or two, which we're not going to see anything that soon, we're going to be to the time of year where there wouldn't have been anything anyway. So... I don't know. A part of me just thinks maybe they'd just be better off to... I know there's other considerations, economical ones, etc., but I think they might just be better off to just say, you know, let's just write this off. Let's get our... uh, what we're going to do to combat this come fall and regroup for a new season. I think that might be the wisest uh, way to go. There's a possibility that that could happen. Um, I'm not sure... If it will, but I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't think money will let it happen. There's still Probably a lot not. of re- there's a lot of revenue out there that needs to be collected and or reimbursed, and I don't think any of the leagues are in any mind to have to pay off on television deals. And you know, I mean, you think of it. I mean, I got read somewhere it was in the tens of billions that sports is losing through you know merchandising and ticket sales and blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess it is a pretty, it is a pretty big deal economically and even more so depending on where you, you know, where you live. If you've got a, a smaller market, yeah. like, you know, Minnesota, like Minnesota, for instance, where the only, you know, okay, so you've got the Timberwolves. Now, if they don't play, yeah. you know, that's a pretty big hit to the economy in that town while the season is on. So, I don't know. Yeah, them in the wild. I mean, that's that's the two in this part of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so yeah, but what else is there? You know, if they don't play, what else is happening at the rink that day or at the building? Nothing. Or very little. Maybe the odd concert here and there, but they're the major yeah. tenants of that of that facility. So absolutely. Speaking of uh, speaking of major tenants, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jeff. He has returned. Hey guys, what's going on? 
Welcome back, sir. He's good the, to be uh, back. I, I, my watched WrestleMania is... three last night. That was pretty awesome. Oh, dude, mm. you're hard up, eh? <laughs> can, can can I say this, and I mean it with all due respect? WrestleMania three is really overrated. There, I said it. It's overrated. I mean, well, junk, yeah, Junkyard Dog and the uh, the King, man, their match uh, lasted longer than Bushwhacker Luke did the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Not much longer. It's yeah, just like WrestleMania three. I mean, it. Savage Steamboat was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, Hogan and Andre was what it was. It Hogan and Andre filled the building. I can't discredit that. That happened hundred percent. Start talking smack about the Hulkster, my friend. I, did I say a bad word about I, it? I said don't start. I you didn't. Know, be, or I'll start in on the on the Nature Girl. Well, if you do that, then you'll have Jeff after you. But again, WrestleMania three. Everybody, I just watched it not too long ago. Okay, it's, it's okay. It's, it's most okay. Let, let's let, let's break it down this way. From a wrestling point of view, it's not really that great. No, it's not. It's the spe- it's the spectacle of it. That's what's amazing. It's cool. It. Yeah, it's cool to see that building full. Yeah. It's cool to yeah. see that. You know, it's cool That's, to see all that. But at the same that's time, where the awesomeness is. But the quality of yeah. the quality of matches wasn't that spectacular. It, it it wasn't. It was just like Savage and Steamboat mm-hmm. is amazing. If you're gonna watch a match, watch Savage Steamboat. Um, everything else, meh. It just doesn't. To me, it doesn't hold up. But then again, I wasn't alive when WrestleMania three happened, so I think that plays a little bit into it as well. Little nostalgia. Probably because I mean that that's back there far enough that there was still a a portion of the population that had that we're still not 100% sure whether it was real or not. Yeah. You know, the whole Hogan-Andre thing, I mean, there was actually people that didn't believe that Andre had never been slammed up until that point. Well, I know Bruce Poban's got him three or four times. <laughs> he, um, won the title. he won the title he, from him, didn't he? He did. He did, <laughs> according to Bruce. I mean, so, he has a book, so you got to take his word for it. So you let's let's get this straight here before we move any go any far, further ahead. In this three man booth tonight, uh, what Nate? You're Joe Buck. I'm Troy. <laughs> I'm I'm Troy Aikman, and and what's Jeff? Who's Jeff? John, John Clayton. Oh God. <laughs> John Green. Oh. Uh, Spider three Y banana. <laughs> I was going to let you take Tony Romo, but not John. Oh, no. You can have Tony Romo. Oh, as an announcer, he's pretty good. He's a great announcer, I think. I think. That's just me. He's good at predicting plays. He is. Or do you you just want to be a sideline reporter, Jeff? Aaron Andrews? Uh, Sideliner. Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) No, he'd be more – Jeff would be more Tony Saragusa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just – I'd be more Tony Saragusa oh, okay. than anybody you don't, here. Don't you even go to Joe Namath because that's going to lead me down a road of no return <laughs> if you go there. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Joe Namath, if you've been harassed and you need to sue, you should give our man Stephen P. New a call. He's the man that can get you out of trouble. Steve knew that the law offices of Stephen P. New. Let's hear some more about it. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents mesothelioma law, social security disability, 
unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. And thanks again to the law offices of Stephen P. New. Check them out, newlawoffice.com, especially if you've been around Joe Namath, Joe Biden, or anybody else in politics. All right, now, (laughs) and let's head to it now, ladies and gentlemen. Title of the episode is Keep On Dancing, and for the past few weeks, we have been talking about it. We've been talking about The Last Dance, the 10-part series that has really kept us from all going insane during this quarantine time. And it's slowly turning into the best sports documentary ever done. This past week, episodes seven and eight, I'll throw it to Jeff. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, episode seven was an epic start with uh, Craig Sager asking GM Jerry Krause the question, are you surprised that the team has stayed together and the chemistry has been that good with all the backstabbing between you and the coach and everything else? I mean, wow, what a way to start a a pre-playoff press conference. So uh, I thought that was (laughs) – Craig. I mean, I think some of the other reporters said, way to go, Craig. Yeah, that's how it ended with way to go, Craig, you idiot. Hey, you say what you will. Craig Sager's one of the greatest of all time. I I forgot all about that. He did that. He wasn't in that moment. Uh, but was he lying? But, <laughs> was he lying, I mean, though? It, 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 I thought it was. I mean, I think everybody, all the players and the coaches, I mean, they stayed professional. They said, screw whatever the man for ownership don't want us to win or uh, or it appears that way. Uh, we're going to go out and, you know, play against them if we have to, too. But I would, I would argue that it wasn't back. Stabbing. He said it out loud. Everybody knew. It wasn't like he went behind their backs and whispered it to somebody's ear that, you know, whatever it was they were talking about. I mean, he pretty much, it was pretty public knowledge that they didn't get along. That to me is not backstabbing. Backstabbing is when I tell you that I love you and then tell you the next guy that I hate you. That's backstabbing. Jerry Krause, I don't know that he backstabbed anybody. He was just dumb about that particular part, in my opinion. Anyway, carry on. Well, I think Jerry had the right, like, honestly, Jerry had the right idea if and only if that team had been looking at, okay, this team's not going to win this year. They'll be lucky to get, um, you know, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Or, you know, if they get to the semifinals, it's considered a win. If that team would have been that way, okay, that makes sense. However, this team was going to win the championship. 
you don't blow up a championship team. That's stupid. It makes no sense. And I don't know. It, it just makes no seems sense. Like, seems like to me, I mean, just they want to get more out of their, like, Pippen and all those guys. I mean, I mean, I, you know they probably wouldn't have been able to keep them all together with, uh, with Pippen going to get his raise. And uh, Jordan would have had to take a pay cut, which that wouldn't have happened. No, nah, that wasn't going to happen. He, he enjoyed being the highest paid player. He said that's what he wanted to do. So, well, uh, and, boy, and it didn't take much even, to get uh, him motivated, did it? I mean, he he was no. his own motivation. No, it didn't. <laughs> but uh, before before we get to that, I do want to bring up the whole uh, right before the playoffs. He's like, "This will be Phil's last year. We're not bringing him back." Uh, they made sure of that. <laughs> it's just like it's like he was just reiterating it. It's like we we want you guys to know this is it. <laughs> and you know, even Jordan even said, "If Phil's not there, I'm not playing." Um, so he was willing to lose Michael Jordan and to lose Phil Jackson. He wanted Phil Jackson gone, but he was willing to lose arguably the greatest player of all time to get rid of Phil Jackson. And this is the guy that hired Phil Jackson. I mean, it just it makes no sense to me why he was in such a hurry to get rid of the guy that brought Chicago at the time five championships and then, you know, eventually a six. I don't get it. Uh, it does make sense. And like I said, he obviously he felt probably, I mean, just by watching it, he didn't feel like he got a lot of credit. He always talked about the organization all the way from the top to the bottom, you know. Uh, yeah. you got to have – you gotta have the players, and uh, you gotta have the you gotta have uh, a good coach to lead your best players too. So, and uh, Phil Jackson was a wizard in terms of managing people. Yeah, he doesn't right. get enough credit. You know, everybody says he always has the players, but I mean, let's be fair to Phil here. I mean, he's got eleven champions. Kobe and Shaq didn't win anything. I mean, when Shaq won later, but with Miami, but Kobe never won anything without him. Uh, MJ never won anything until he got there. Not to say he wouldn't have, but I don't know if he would have won six. So, uh, you know, it's you know, it's uh, it isn't that hard. It's not that hard to coach losers. You can just lose, right? Winning is hard, and you get all those egos, which are much more pronounced when they're winning. They all have a better um, uh, bargaining position because you're winning. It's hard to get everybody onto the court. There's only so much time and so much ball for everyone. And he was a master at getting guys to do that one thing that they were really good at and being happy doing that, like Rodman, for instance, where most coaches just couldn't deal with Dennis. Phil never really had any trouble with him at all, to be honest, except for his one wig out there, and they let him wig out for a weekend, and he was fine. So... Yeah, I think Phil's a much, much better uh, uh, manager of personnel than people are giving credit for. Yeah, I mean, he's like you said, he was Rodman's psychologist. Basically, <laughs> he was. Um, Rodman. Sometimes when I see Rodman's hair, it makes me want to go get a snow cone. That's just a side, <laughs> little side note there. Um, but anyway, the the thing that. <laughs> that stood out to me in those episodes was this is a guy who, and I'm talking about Michael Jordan here, you you brought it up earlier with the motivation. 
And this guy would find a way to motivate himself. He would make sure that he got everybody fired up. He got everybody ready. And even when he had an off night, which was rare, but it did happen, he would have an off night. He would find a way to motivate himself. And we go back to the story. Um, LeBradford Smith was the name, I believe. And uh, until this documentary, I'm sure about 99% of you had never heard the name LeBradford Smith. And, and Jordan, with the I, I'd never heard that name or anything in my life until that documentary because they said, oh, the LeBradford Smith game. And I was like, the who? <laughs> they bring up this guy having a good game against Jordan, right? And after he has the good game against Jordan, Jordan says he looks at him and says, good game, Mike. And then he goes ballistic and scores 36 in the first half of the next game. And, oh, it was uh, something else. He he didn't really say good game, Mike. He made it up. He didn't. Jordan made it up, (laughs) which is hilarious. That's hilarious to me that Jordan – would come out, make it up, just to motivate himself for the next game. He did everything he could to get fired up and motivated. It was, man, crazy entertaining to, to see something like that. <clears throat> B.J. Armstrong hitting a uh, shot in the Eastern Conference semis. I mean, I mean, just yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's how we want to play, B.J. You know, that's just. Anything, everything like that, uh, that just that just fired. That's the worst thing you yeah. could have done. It really, yeah. Um, it really, really, the last two episodes for me anyway, really showed the depth of his commitment and wanting to win regardless of whatever price needed to be paid, be it physical, be it friendships, be it you know, pissing people off, whatever it was. He was more than happy to do it, would do it again, did do it again, blah, blah, blah. He just did not care. That man, I don't know anybody in professional sports that wanted to win as much as that guy did. Because there just was no boundaries with him, none. You will perform or I will have something to say, and you will not like it. You know, we talked about that earlier in the first couple of episodes where he was getting on Ron Harper, getting on, you know, other guys. Then you see it in this episode where he's on Scott Burrell and he's on, you know, all these different players and just giving them a hard time and trying to motivate them. And again, before this documentary started, Jordan said that he would probably, people would see him in a different light after it's over and that they wouldn't see him as, you know, the good, oh, I'm the good guy, the, the the role model. You know, maybe he's been protected over the years. A lot of people saw him as a bully in some of these episodes. I didn't see it that way. I saw a guy who was no nonsense. I saw a guy who motivated and tried to get his get his teammates to be on his level no matter what. He wanted the hardest practices. He wanted 
to simulate game time situations. And he even said, if we don't simulate going to war, we're not going to know how it feels when we're in the trenches. So that kind of made sense to me. And what do you guys think? Do you see Jordan as, as a bully? Did he bully guys? Did he bully Scott Burrell? Did he do too much? But, you know, has, I mean, I don't know. It's just, what do you guys say so, when, when you look at that? Did did any player say that? Not really, because most of the no. players seem to come back and say, you know, he was he an asshole? A little bit, yeah. yeah. But did he get but us we, ready to go? Yeah. I mean, wasn't it Bill Wennington who said, you know, yeah, he was pretty hard up, but we won. And isn't that the reason we're all here? I mean, we're not playing this game so we could get beat. I mean, what could I mean? I don't know. If the guy called me an asshole three or four times during a season, but we won a championship, what six out of what was it, eight years or whatever it was, I yeah. don't think that's really going to bother me too much. I mean, look at the money that he made for some of them. Look at the Horace Grant ended up getting paid after he played in Chicago. I mean, does he get that? You know, how how many other guys their careers were prolonged or they got better deals from the Bulls or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Steve Kerr yeah. had success with the Spurs yeah, going you don't, forward. But you don't get any of that if you don't win six titles, more than likely. Absolutely. Play for, so, you know, I, I guess it depends on what you're, A, what you expect from your sports people. Do you expect them to be good guys or do you want them to? I mean, I don't know about you, but if he had played for my team, I wouldn't care how he treats the other guys. Are we winning? Yay! <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, did you win another title? Good. <laughs> Whatever he's no, doing seems to be no, working. No, but you know, uh, uh, Towns is, is he's really struck up a friendship with that uh, number nine player who never sees a court. They're they're really good friends now. I like that. But did we win last night? No. Screw that. Yeah. I don't. I want, I, Absolutely. I, I don't care if yeah. you're friends. It's it's a business. No. You know, fans don't care. And well, the ones that said, do, and the ones that do, are the fans of LeBron that just follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, and as he said, I didn't ask to be a role model. I never, he didn't. and you don't, and you don't ever hear Jordan saying what a nice guy he was. He doesn't go with that narrative ever. I was yeah. hard on the guys. I treated them like shit. I'd do it again. Because basically, he and he's maintained that right. the entire he, thing. He came so, out and said, you know, he's like, hey, we won. If you don't want to win, then get off my team. Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty hard to argue with the success. Uh, um, I think he comes off as an authentic person. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he hasn't switched his, changed his mind, or said, "Hey, just he did say." And I think that's you know, guys, I think that's a lot for the newer viewers too, like the new it is the newer fans because they might look at him as a bully, maybe in some ways, uh, but you know, when playing basketball and football and things like that, you had Upperman or whatever that, you know, treated you that way as well. I mean, you just, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, for me, I'm kind of used to that kind of thing, and it, it it doesn't bother, it doesn't really bother me. He just, he, like you guys said, his main his main goal, as he said, was it, I, I would win it, do anything to win at all costs. And, and he did. It wasn't like he was a mouthpiece or a shithead and couldn't back it up on the court. He did all of that and then some. So is that really arrogance at that point? Not really. He was really that good. Uh, I mean, you don't ever hear anybody, well, the haters, 
say like guys like LeBron and James Harden and guys like that are arrogant, but I don't know. I just don't see it as confidence and wanting to win is not arrogance. That's something different. And I, I mean, he, I don't see him as like, he doesn't really throw anybody under the bus on this thing. You know, and he easily could. <laughs> Bill, except Bill Cartwright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Bill Cartwright getting the damn ball. <laughs> okay, but that was that's just solid. That's just solid basketball logic there. I mean, <laughs> poor Bill really Cartwright. That stage of his, yeah, especially that stage of his career too. But. Yeah. I mean, that's no different than him saying, "Well, when the guy, you know, says, well, who's going to get the last shot?' Well, what a stupid question, me." Okay, that's not that's not arrogance. That is, well, if anybody should shoot it, it probably ought to be him. I think they would most would most people would agree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it makes perfect sense. But before we get any further here, we need to backtrack. Let's go to the episode where they've won the titles uh, three in a row. Jordan's gassed. He's burnt. And he really has nothing left to prove. And let's be honest here. If Jordan doesn't take the break and go to baseball, do the Bulls still win six? I have my doubts. I really have my doubts. But we'll we'll discuss that in a minute. The, the, the major motivation, though, was he leaves, he goes to play baseball, his dad gets killed. And I want to take a second to publicly scorn the media for their coverage of that to even remotely link a gambling debt or something like that to Michael Jordan father's death. What an asinine thing to do. Just ridiculous. But, you know, and and you can tell his dad meant a lot to him and and I've been in his shoes. I, I know what it's like to lose a father and especially one that you're close with and it's tough and it, you don't get over it quick. And you want to do everything you can to make that person proud, even as they're gone. So, you know, how do you think he handled that? You look at it, you see how Jordan makes his decisions from then on out. Jeff, will go to you. What do you, what do you think of, of what happened with Michael and his dad passing away? Well, I mean, we talked a little bit last week that this was definitely more likely to be on there. And, you know, he, he was they had already talked like he might even before his dad died, that he might retire. Uh, that he was planning on it and try to, and, you know, his dad wanted him to play baseball, and that was it. As in basketball, he had no more motivation. Uh, he didn't have much of a challenge. He won three, they won three in a row. Um, and, uh, you know, I think his father dying the way he did, um, the, the fact that he died, period, was, you know, probably the last straw, if there was a last straw. That was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, and I, I, I kind of agree with you, uh, Nathan, on that. It's it's hard to say if they would have won more. Uh, it just that, like, it didn't seem even if he played the next year. I think they would. I think they. You know, you think they would win, but when you're not motivated, when you have nothing left to give. Your performance suffers. Now, again, with Jordan, do I think that his performance would suffer? I don't know. I've not seen a Michael Jordan that wasn't motivated. But it would have been hard well, for him 90, to get motivated the next year. Yeah. 93, I think it was kind of like that, even though he said he had said he wanted to win three in a row with Magic and Isaiah had not. 
won yeah. three in a row, whatever. But uh, you know, and uh, as you were saying, I, I just I don't. I mean, it'd be really stupid for David Stern to privately uh, suspend him for eighteen months. Oh, that was like, that was about the stupidest I mean, thing I've ever heard. I mean, you got the best player, the best franchise. There's no way that they keep that quiet. There's no way. It's just, somebody it's just, somebody spills yeah. it. I would sort of wonder and see what you guys think about this theory. The I kind of kind of lean towards that when his father got killed, that that would have been the the one person who maybe could have talked him into still playing basketball. And when he wasn't there anymore, that just put all the cards into place. There's nobody close to Michael to say yay or nay about any of it anymore. So he did what he wanted to do. Which was maybe uh, to get away was to get away from basketball and all of that stuff. Although he didn't really get away as he found out, but Right. I I got a take that I think I don't know if it's been visited by other, you know, sports columnists or what, but you know, there's a couple of players that were to go that were had a lot of success playing two sports at the time, uh, Dion and Bo. And you just wonder maybe if Jordan felt like, hey, if I'm gonna, you know, he might have had a, hey, I want to be the best. These guys are up. Bo Jackson's probably the best athlete I've ever seen. But it's if Jordan may that might have been something else that he may have had a goal. Well, for. well I want to be the first basketball and baseball player. Those guys mm-hmm. do baseball and football. I want to be, you know, a, really, a, a major leaguer in baseball. And by all reports, if the strike doesn't happen, I mean, there's been a lot of reports that said he was actually a really, contrary to popular belief, that he was actually a hell of a baseball player. Well, his and owner felt like if he would have kept, if not for the strike, maybe, he probably would have uh, made he probably, the majors. I mean, yeah. Terry Francona uh, said he would, have been a, he would have been a major leaguer. Yeah, that's, that's all I needed yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty high company there. So, and his fall uh, ball. I mean, he still hit. He hit over two hundred. I mean, well, consider. You, I mean, when you look at it, he didn't start. I mean, he starts what a double A, I believe it was. Which yeah, is, yeah, he started with double A. Which okay, which nobody does. That's unheard of. When a guy hasn't played baseball for what you know, ten years or whatever it was at that point, that's unheard of. Then not only does he do that, he has a 13-game hitting streak to start the season. Now, granted, it's all fastballs and no breaking stuff, but I challenge you to go hit a fastball, (laughs) and you won't even come anywhere near it, which tells you what kind of athlete he was, even in a sport that he really, you know, that wasn't his sport. Uh, I think he was a pretty good ball player, and knowing Michael, you know, losing and hating to be bad at everything and all that kind of stuff, he practiced as hard as anybody they'd ever seen. You know, he carried his habits from basketball right into baseball. Right. Well, they said uh, he was in the bat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, batting before, during, stuff. after. Yeah. You know, he would have. I. I mean, he he might not have been an all-star baseball player, but yeah. he'd have been a solid. He'd have been a solid major leaguer, I think. Man, utility man, in, I think he could have got in there and got yeah, you a couple base I don't hits. Think that's even in, I don't even think that's in question. So. Who knows? There was Everybody a, at home grasping read. their hearts, being shocked that <laughs> Nate Bush knows what a utility man is. <laughs> I yeah, don't know if you're all aware of this, but uh, there was a – after the, the uh, Sports Illustrated the power company. 
their uh, famous or infam- infamous uh, magazine the week of when they said <laughs> Baggett Michael on the front. Yeah, where um, he missed a curveball by a foot, and that was the picture yeah. they went with. Well, the uh, reporter was following Jordan for about three or four months after that. And uh, he uh, actually wanted to go back and say that he 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 told Sports Illustrated after following he felt like he Jordan was actually uh, having more success after a little while and they wanted to he wanted to go back and retract what he said and actually but Sports Illustrated wouldn't have any of it said because they would have to eat crow if he if they would actually say well we apologize to Michael for saying that but you know he never did give them even when he had success <laughs> basketball after that they didn't get another interview from him they still haven't and they no. won't and they and i'm gonna go further they shouldn't that yeah. that wasn't reporting that that was what happened so much now where that's we're letting our opinion and what we want we don't want to see this guy who's not from the baseball world and didn't do it the way everybody else did we don't want to see him succeed so as soon as we got a chance to throw him under the bus, we threw him. Well, you reap what you sow in that case. I thought it was interesting that uh, Reinsdorf still paid his basketball salary while he was playing baseball, which was smart in case he would come back. Uh, oh, yeah, Jerry, very smart. I wonder, if, I wonder if Jerry knew that. I, I'd, I'd say he probably had to. I mean, I'm stunned, I mother, that, I'm I stunned that Jerry – I'm stunned that Jerry can get his eyes open to read contracts. Like, it seems like his eyes just started closing year after year, and I'm surprised before he died they weren't doing interviews with him when his eyes were just shut. He looked like I French mean, Stewart. As we know, Nate, you and I being slightly bigger fellas, let's call it what it was. Jerry Krause was getting fat. He was getting, getting fatter fat. and fat. He was, getting he, was fat when, when, he was fat when he showed up. Okay, and, you, and, you, and you know you're getting fat when the last thing you got to get, not get fat is your face. And I mean, and he was, he was his face. He was just getting larger and larger and larger. That's it was multiple. It was. And, his, his eyes and, and you know, I don't like to, I really don't like to give, I don't like to give people a hard time for being overweight. Cause I'm overweight, but Jerry, Jerry Krause was kind of a piece of shit. So I think he deserves it. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, well, um, he had, he had a lot of little big man syndrome. I think he, he really wanted to be recognized for whatever part that he played in them being successful. And but he should, and, that, and you know what? And okay, he, yes, I think that's legitimate wanting that. But he didn't want it from you and me. He wanted it from those guys who played on that team, and they weren't going to give it to him. He brought and the he team together. He deserved that. He deserved, but to be recognized them, for not from them. Not well, when you they don't had, give it back to the. Not when you don't give it back to them. And he didn't. He always was very quick to say, "Oh no, yeah, well no, the team's good, but so is everybody else." All he had to do was to go, you know, God, we got the best player in the world playing for our team. Of course they're good. I can't coach that. Phil didn't coach Michael Jackson either. Or Michael Jackson, geez, look at me. Michael Jordan, he didn't He didn't coach him. Michael just went out there and did it. I don't think, I mean, Michael's going to put down 50 if I'm coaching. I agree. I mean, I, I completely agree. Makes sense. Um, let's Let's, you know... Let's look here. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I thought it was interesting too that he that he um, that 
they asked him to be a replacement player. He said he wasn't crossing the picket line. And I thought that spoke volumes of him. That that was really cool that he did that. Um, I'm big on not crossing picket lines. Jordan refused to do it to be a replacement player. I'm going to tip my hat to him on that one. That's uh, just full full marks for having some principles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's look at the the itch it seemed like jordan got the itch to come back after uh going and talking to bj armstrong and he's like hey we'll come by the practice facility you know let's hang out and then it just slowly jordan's working out three times a week he's playing pickup ball and he comes back in march now with the way the season is laid out he comes back in march after playing baseball now, baseball shape and basketball shape are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, insanely different. Nowhere near the same. So he comes back, and when he does, he's not in the best shape. But he's still able to, uh, you know, he gets it back fairly quick. Don't you? Will you guys agree with that? Well, yeah, he scored 55 against the Knicks, I think, in his fifth game back. Yeah, <laughs> wearing number thought, forty-five too. Which, what I, what yeah. I noticed though was he he didn't really um, he he was still good, but he couldn't control the flow like he had previously because he didn't have the physical shape to do it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that too. But he, he comes back seventy to eighty percent. So he comes back, and you know, I almost uh, actually I probably should have. Uh, should have went forward or went back some. Um, let's put the Jordan. Let's put Jordan on pause for a second. Let's look at while Jordan was playing baseball. Let's look at the Bulls after Jordan goes away. Pippen is the team leader. Things are different, uh, to say the least. Pippen's a more, you know, here I'll get you up. Let's let's go. You know, keep your head up. It's all right. He's the team leader. You've got you know Horace Grant still there. Everybody's basically still there. But it's a different team. And some people even said Phil Jackson coached better when he had that team. And, you know, Tony Kukoc was there. I mean, what do you guys think about the the 94 team when Jordan was gone? The one guy said it was his best, uh, Phil's best coaching he'd ever done uh, because we were the lost of the best player ever. And uh, more guys uh, were involved. Um it's hard to believe that Pippen can be considered a leader, but he was more of a pick-me-up guy than, instead of the harshness of uh, what Jordan was used to or they were used to. But, you know, if anybody's been trending down in some of these episodes, it's been unfortunate besides Jerry Krause, but Scotty Pippen's been trending down. I mean, with the Game 7 migraine yeah. against the Pistons and, uh, and then uh, taking himself out of the game – Against the Knicks in Game Three of the Eastern Conference Semifinals, ninth. Yeah, called. I was. Jackson, I was gonna uh, gave him the shot. Gave Kukoc the shot, which we got. We know from the past episodes now that Kukoc uh, wasn't really well liked by Pippen or Jordan at first because the way Kraus hyped him up, and then they had to. We talked about the uh, Dream Team versus versus Croatia and so on. So you yeah. just wonder. And Pippen was, and he still stood by what he did. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, uh, he, and a lot of people were really upset with Pippen for doing that, and I don't blame them. That's not a leadership move. 
to me. Right. Like if you're, that's just not a team player kind of thing. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make sense to me. Do you I just think? felt like. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I felt I like he could. Uh, uh, he, I felt like he wanted to be the guy to shoot the shot, but at the same time, uh, like you said, his team game and coach had six walk-off shots. Uh, whether it was at the end of the quarter, or at the game, or at the end of the game, or whatever. But uh, go ahead, Tim. I kind of always thought, even back then, that. There was always a little bit of, of jealousy there, and I understand that. I mean, Scottie Pippen, uh, a great player, but he's not Michael Jordan, different kind of player. Um, so Jordan leaves, and he gets the team. And even if he's kind of a quasi-leader, he can't come up with the results the way you know Jordan did, because let's be honest, Scottie's not – his strengths really aren't in the scoring area. He's more of a facilitator than he is a, you know, 55 kind of guy. He's just, I mean, he can, he can score. But that's but not Pippen's, his strength of his game. No, it's it's more – he's more of a stat sheet guy. He's a guy that's going to show up and give you – you know, he's a, he's a triple-double kind of guy. He's going to give you a little bit of everything that you need. You right. know, he's, but, but he ain't, But he doesn't do it with the flash that Jordan does it with. Let's no, no, of course not. Okay, course so, not. so, so, so you've got that happening. Does, does, does you do you think maybe Scottie Pippen comes to the realization later in the season that he is not going to be able to fill those shoes? I don't know if that's the case. Maybe he, maybe when he gets to that point, he thinks, you know, this is my team now, and I'm the guy that should be taking this shot. Um, I'm they, the team but leader. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, but you got to remember, in his... by, they were getting it done by committee at that point. It they were, but different... yeah. In Pippen's okay, mind, so... though, he was the guy. You oh, have to believe, right? That. But okay, but what's happening in Pippen's mind and what reality is? Maybe it's not Pippen. Does does everybody else realize? Okay, that we cannot not no knock on Scottie Pippen, but he's not Michael Jordan, and what we asked Michael Jordan to do and or what he did, Scottie Pippen is not that guy. I agree. I mean, I think Pippen was in the wrong. I still do. Um, well, I mean, it's shit, gonna. It's that's, kind of a shit move from your supposed leader. Yeah. Again, that then that to me shows why he wasn't the right leader. Because even in that moment, be mad if you want, be angry if you want, but but you don't, don't give up. You on don't your, show. You don't show it there. You know, you want to go back yeah. into the dressing room and go behind closed doors and scream your head off at the coach. That you can do. And it wasn't his teammates' court. fault. His teammates didn't no. draw that play up. I agree wholeheartedly. And he punished them. And if they would have lost that game, then they would have had a lot of issues. with, And that would have really tarnished Scottie Pippen's legacy even more. Because well, no. I don't think I don't think it's as tarnished because the Ku coach did make the shot and the Bulls did win play. that game. Yeah. It worked. True. In a totally unrelated uh, sport. I, I I just I happened to glance up at the UFC. There's a UFC going on right now, live. Do you know either of you know who Andrew yeah. Orlovsky Andre Orlovsky is? Russian fighter. Yeah. Used to be used to be the champion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he he just took yes. a left a roundhouse kick to the balls that I swear to God left Ooh. his testicles over in the corner. I I don't think I've ever seen a kick. <laughs> when, when when I don't have Ooh. the sound on, so I got no noise. 
but he just took a blow to the to the nether regions. That let's mm. just say he's not moving at this point. Oof. Oh, well, it was yeah. It made me cringe even with no sound. So anyway, back. Well, to I'll tell you. Well, before we move on and talk a little more about Pippen and and the the Bulls, uh, one place that Andre Orlovsky will not be visiting, but you can visit because your testicles are okay, is our good friends at StripCamFun.com. So head over and check them out and uh, spend some money and let them know why men can't jump sent you. Let's check it out. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Well, the Andre Orlovsky is stripcamfun.com. He'll be back in two to four weeks. All right, let's talk more Last Dance. We got plenty to talk about here. We talk about Scottie Pippen. The Bulls get bounced out of the the conference playoffs. They don't even hey, make it to the finals. Something that... Uh that they didn't show, and it, uh, it was really unfortunate. I wish they would have, but uh, they end up tying the series two-two in Chicago, and they go to and they go back to New York for Game Five. Well, uh, the Bulls had the lead with one point with in the last seconds, and uh, yeah. Hubert Davis shoots a, a long. It might have been either a, a three or a long two, uh, and. Uh, the ball's already out, and Pippen hits his hands, and they call a foul on Pippen. And it was really controversial because they felt like, well, the ball was already out of his hands or whatever. They end up calling a foul on him. Well, Davis hits both free throws, and the Knicks mm-hmm. win by one. And then, the, then they go back to Chicago, and uh, Chicago wins that one, ties it up, and then New York goes back to and New York and wins game seven. But really, I mean, if it had not been for that, I mean, Chicago would probably would have been in the finals against Indiana, which the Knicks mm. would go, they would beat him that year, and then the next year, we know about Reggie's heroics in game one. And ah, uh, Reggie. But yeah, what about, ah, what about, what Knicks, about Reggie's comments? He wanted to retire Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, no, well, that he firmly believes to this day that the, the Indiana they, they had, had a better team. That they had a better team than the Bulls did. Uh I don't know. I mean, it, it was. I mean, they pushed them to the limit. I mean, that game seven, it was pretty close throughout. And uh, Travis Best, I remember the point guard for the uh, Pacers that series. Travis he Best, series I haven't life. heard that name he in had, a minute. He had the series of his life. He kept scoring on those guys, and I was like, man, where has this been for the last four years? He hasn't done like this well since Georgia Tech days. <laughs> yeah. So. That Pacers team was really good. I would uh, argue that on paper maybe they were, but they don't play the games on the stat sheets. They play them on right. the court. And that Pacers team, I'll say it, they were really good. 
and they were, you know, Reggie Miller, and I believe Mark Jackson was was still playing. Travis Best, yeah, they never, they Rick never won Smith, Smith never won Dale anything. Davis. Never, never. Yeah, won Dale, Dale, God, oh. Dale Davis, Dale Davis, he was a he was a thug. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was. was. <laughs> he was such a monster. Oh, you're talking. He was, street, man. <laughs> he was a thug. Nate Bush going for the street cut. Well, you know, the mean streets of uh, the mean streets well, of Whitman. They know me well. Um, yeah. But Taco the, Bell assassins. Shoot, <laughs> I go back when they don't give me fire sauce, the bastards. Um, but. They, I look at, at that Pacers team. That Pacers team was unreal. Michael Jordan kept a lot of great players from getting titles, in my opinion. Look, and and no evidence can be justified more than what we'll talk about here in a little while. But we haven't got there yet. I want to kind of keep it in order, and we'll talk about the Supersonics here soon. Um, but Jordan, we let's go back to it. We talked about it earlier. Jordan comes back. He is. Um, comes back just in time for the Bulls to go on a nice run, get a decent playoff seed in 95 because the Bulls were looking like pure garbage without him. Horace Grant had left for Orlando. They didn't have a good rebounder. They were they were missing a lot. The Bulls team was not the Bulls team of 94. And Jordan comes back and gives them new life. They make a, a decent run in the playoffs, but they come up short. They lose to the Magic. And uh, the comment was made, you know, 45 ain't 23. Yeah, Nick Anderson, stupid. <laughs> uh, why do they motivate this guy? How why, can, why, do they, like, do you really, is there the possibility that they just really didn't know? You know, that that's the world not being social media like it is now and all that stuff, that a lot of that maybe was just rumor and innuendo that, that he was like that and they didn't really know. Because the amount of times guys did it, I mean, was there that many guys that dumb? Well, you would think that Horace Grant, being a former Yeah, he's bull, okay, yes. In that case, he's... But do you think that'd be the first thing you'd tell him? Hey, right, look, man, look we're, don't say we're anything stupid. Yeah, no bullets to board material. Right. Let him get what he's going to get what he's going to get. Just leave him alone. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. It's like this guy will take... Like, if you say he got bad breath, he's going to drop 50. And then he gonna breathe on you the whole time he does it. I mean, that's just me kind of the way he was. I don't understand it. It just seemed like they were asking for it a lot of times. But he comes out, brings brings back this just monster game, and tears it up. As Jordan brings back twenty three, I like forty. I like the forty five jersey. I've actually got one, believe it or not, a, a Jordan forty five. Um. But, you know, Jordan, again, they couldn't get it done that year. That might be they one of the only years. They were very close years. to winning that series. They had their chance. They were. They did. They did. They did. Um, which, hey, take nothing away from that Magic team. That Magic team was really good. Uh, you know, with Penny Hardaway, Shaq, Horace Grant, just a lot of great players on that team. And there was a 30 for 30 on them not too long ago, I believe. And if you haven't seen it, you should yeah, probably check it out. Um, Nick Anderson would go on to miss some key free throws in game one of the, that NBA Finals, actually. Yeah, the and the Rockets, you know, the Rockets would repeat. But, you know, Jordan's back, and the personal trainer guy was, was interesting. I'm glad they got him on there because he was bringing up points that I wouldn't thought of. It's like, you know, a baseball body, 
is different than a basketball body. A baseball body, you don't rely, you know, depending on, you know, you're not jumping as much. You're not, it's just, your body's different when you're, you're training for baseball than basketball. And he brought that up. And Jordan looked tired. And Jordan even said it. I was tired. I wasn't in shape. And, you know, he didn't have enough time to really get in the right shape. But still, for that kind of heroic effort, he should get some praise, I think. But, of course, you know, a lot of the haters are going to say, oh, he didn't win then. Okay, he didn't. But that that fueled him to come back and possibly be the greatest team ever that next season. Right. <laughs> Right. Bar 70 none. 72 and 10, I believe it was. 72 and 10 with in the regular season with a championship yeah. and only three losses in the playoffs. That's and it's never it, – and the Warriors came close. However, they didn't get a championship, and their winning percentage isn't as high. Um, so, again – Yeah, they were 14 and 1 before they lost those last two to Seattle. Yeah, they were. They had only lost one game, and – they sweep the Nets, or was it, was it the Nets they sweep? No, I'm sorry, I'm getting my timeline mixed up. Um, but they go in and play um, Charlotte, who is a good – Charlotte in those years was a pretty good team. They had yeah, some good players. Yeah, that was 98. Yeah. Oh, am I thinking uh, – am I thinking 90 – B.J. Armstrong? Uh, I believe it was 97 or 98, I believe. I, think I thought that was 96. They, they 90, did. I think the whole – Game they lost ninety six was to the Knicks, I believe, in the in the semifinals. Well, they swept. They end up sweeping uh, the Magic. Yeah, I knew that. Comment. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Um, I can Well, either way, they lose one. B.J. Armstrong played for Charlotte in from ninety seven to ninety nine. So okay, that was ninety eight. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So they lose one to the Knicks on the. um, the 96 team did. Yes, the 96 team. They lose, thank you. They lose to the Knicks. Uh, they end up finishing them off. And, again, they get to the Seattle Supersonics. Looks like they're going to tear them up and sweep them. But that Seattle team, if you've never watched them, one of the best teams to never win a title was that Seattle Sonics team. Gary Payton. They don't. Gary Payton, Hershey Hawkins, Detlef Shrimp, uh, just so many good. Sean Kemp, so many good players on that team. Right, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean. They went 64 I, I, and 18. Yeah. I mean, they had a damn good year. Okay. Well, let's let's take that and parlay it into the theory that if they put the glove on Michael from the very beginning – would have been a different series, that's for sure. Do the, do the Bulls win or not? I mean, according to yes. Michael Jordan, they do. <laughs> I think they do, but I think I think the series looks a little different. I think Seattle steals one in Chicago early. I think it still goes six. I think Chicago wraps it up in six, but I do think that uh, it would have been a different series. He, uh, he might have been able to contain them, but he ain't going to stop them. No, there's a difference. No, there's a, there's a diff- yeah, there's a difference, though. I mean, those three up- games, Jordan's points per game went down. His field goal percentage went down. But here's the thing, though. 
I mean, they were up 3-0. I mean, it's possible once they've seen in game four, they were having let a up game. A little, let up a little yeah. bit, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you don't know that, though, for sure, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. I don't know. <clears throat> but they win that title, and it's a great win for them uh, to get that title. That was the uh, That was the fourth championship, and it seemed like they couldn't be stopped. After that, it seemed like they were destined to just roll. And that was a great, that, that's probably the greatest team of all time, arguably. That team, uh, the 86 Celtics, I think you can put up there as well. There's there's a lot of great well, not, teams. Uh, well, the 97 team won 69 games. It, yeah, yeah the 97 team they, was good too. They go 72 and 10. The next year they go, what, 69 and 13, I guess it would be. And then the next year they're they're sixty two and twenty and everybody's talking about how bad they are. And it's still you know, <laughs> crazy. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I mean like Jesus man, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, most for people, real. Most franchises would kill for sixty two um, and twenty. They talked about most of the season. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's without Pippen. Uh they talked about you know, Jordan coming back and playing with, you know, and, and again, the reason why he was kinda hard on guys was like Luke Longley talked about the big Australian center, and he talked about Bill Winnington and guys that were coming in and having that bull swagger when they hadn't done anything to earn it yet. They hadn't, they weren't a part of the first three P. They're just coming in, kind of like when you get drafted by the Lakers. You kind of get that swagger going. It's like, yeah, I'm a Laker. It's like you're on a Lakers team, but you haven't won. You know, the Lakers of the past were great. You have done nothing. Why are you getting a swagger? You you need to walk in here like you're walking into Minnesota or, you know, somewhere like that. Places never Minnesota. had a championship. Or Minnesota or Minnesota. You know, I can still kick you in the balls all the way from here, right? You know that? <laughs> okay, but... fine. Or the New York Giants. How about that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, they beat Brady twice, who, you know, the GOAT. Uh, my quarterback. My quarterback, man. But um, You remember that when you're 6-8. and eight. Remember that. I'll remember it when we go 8-8. Eight and eight. Don't you even start. Um, I think you're going to go 10-6 and six myself. Right? Yeah, I, I think so. I wouldn't be mad about that so. either. Oh, oh, oh. I hear a locomotive. Well, don't let Cade hear it. My God, he'll get up and run through here and well, raise uh, hell. It's coming through from one of you two. It's not coming It ain't me. Him. Be That's got to be, be Jeff. Must be the In case you're trying to find Jeff, he's near the railroad the Brady, track. The Brady, it's the Brady train. <laughs> <laughs> the Brady train. <laughs> Bringing titles to Tampa Town. All right. But, you know, the last dance next week, unfortunately, next week finishes it up. Um, that kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I'm really... How fast do you think they're going to be? I mean, okay, I know that they, they were they were they did one for Kobe. How fast yeah, are they going to be? Yeah, that'll be a few years. Doing? I know, but how fast is it? How fast is production going to ramp up on something else? Because this thing has been uber successful. Well, again, it's 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 a topic. I think it would have been uber successful even during times of non-pandemic. Oh, I um, agree, but but I, I think, think people wanted to done, see this. I think it's still done better than they thought it was going to do because it's been massive. It's so good. It's and it's the story it's very, is so very well told. Well done. It's and very, very well detailed. Done. Very detailed. 
and they go to the source. They don't go to, you know, oh, this is Michael Jordan's, uh, you know, the guy that used to make his sandwiches at Subway uh, when he played for, you know, the Tar Heels. No, they go to these guys. They they have access to these guys. Yeah, his cousin. Um, But they go go to the people. They go, and, and this is the most candid Michael Jordan interviews I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it is. And he even had to ask for, you know, breaks during it when they were talking about the press getting on him. And and, and what did you guys think about that? He even said, he's like, I need a break. Well, he said at the end, well, I think that was the end of episode seven. He said, and just seeing how intense he was still talking about how competitive he was about winning. Yeah. I mean, that, that was that was big time, baby. I mean. That, That's emotions. It's still, yeah, I mean, still to this day how he – felt about winning and being on board with him if you and as Tim said earlier if you weren't then you weren't with the right guy uh but I mean he, said, I, I mean, I, he, I, he looked like he was getting emotional and was about brought him to tears about how he was about uh being competitive and wanting to win so it's, it's what makes the show compelling because not only is the Jordan story unbelievable on all on its own and it's never has, been told it's never really been told entirely, and he's allowed them to tell it and hasn't minded if it portrayed him in a poor light where there's a lot of guys who would have said, yeah, no, that's not going in. No, you can't say that because they would want to slant it to he's, – he's allowed the, the greatness that he was as a player. He is allowed to speak for all the stuff that he did or didn't do or however you want to see any of that stuff. And he's made no excuses for any of it, where a lot of guys would. Well, you know, looking back with hindsight, I probably wouldn't have done that. Michael has just said, yeah, fuck no, I'll do that again tomorrow. You know, you don't, you don't show up for practice, you're going to fucking hear about it. And, and he was using, you know, when they show some of those clips where he is just, you know, he's swearing like crazy at these guys. And you don't see, any, you don't see anybody challenging him or coming at him. They're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought, that is, that and Steve Kerr talked about Steve that. Kerr, yeah. Steve Kerr, yeah. Yes. Steve Kerr talking about that, saying, you know, Michael was getting on him, and Steve Kerr got up in his face, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm not better than you, but you're not going to push me around. And he stood up for himself, and they get into a fight at practice, and, <laughs> they get, they get and, and the whole thing. Well, and again, but Steve even said, I think I earned Michael's Probably. respect that day, and then they cut to Michael. And Michael said, "Yeah, he earned he earned my respect that day because he stood up. He goes, I thing knew that probably then. happened to Kerr. Yeah. yeah, and Kerr and he and Michael said, I knew then that I had a guy that was willing to go to go to war with me. Um, didn't he? I don't remember who he said it about, but I, I believe, or maybe it was just a generality that I didn't expect any of them to be as good as me, but I expected them to work as hard as me. You know, the effort had to be there, and you had to bring whatever it was you had. You better bring that, right? Whatever he, he it was. Said, uh, he wouldn't do ask anything of them that he wouldn't do. Yeah, you know, he said I never asked any of them to do what I didn't do, and yeah, you can't say he didn't because <laughs> Jordan <laughs> no, went yeah. the extra mile. Uh, you know, he, you never saw Michael Jordan watch the ball roll down the court and not pick it up, a la a player who shall remain unnamed, LeBron James. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, but if you think about stuff like that, LeBron, t- I mean, I'm not throwing LeBron under the bus either, but a lot of the, the so-called great players of today take a lot of time off. Well, okay, we're starting to lose. 
screw that. I'm not trying anymore. Oh, I don't want to play no. defense. <laughs> there oh, was I'm no load gonna... management when Michael Jordan no. played. No. And, and it didn't matter what the score was. If Michael had the ball, he was going to take that thing to the hoop and dunk it. There was none of this shit where I'm, yeah, we'll pass it around for a minute and I'll lob up a three from the middle of nowhere. They didn't play like that. I mean, part of that is the way the game has become, but uh, the intensity, like when you watch some of the highlights and stuff from those games, there ain't nobody taking any time off doing anything except the game. You don't see nobody patting. There's no none of this, you know, camaraderie when the when the whistle goes and oh yeah, you know that was a pretty good shot or yeah, well you you got me there and giggle giggle and a pat on the butt, all that crap you see now. Those guys genuinely hated the other team and they wanted to win and whatever price they had to pay to win, I or at least for Jordan anyway, I will be gladly pay it to win. And the sport yeah. is missing that these days. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll ever get it back. Um, Again, the documentary wraps up uh, next week. So, on Sunday, we will see the the last episode, which I'm kind of kind of sad. Like, I've really been looking forward to it, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's coming to an end. But nevertheless, I'm curious as to how they're going to end it. What great statement will Michael Jordan? deliver at the end as it fades to black. Every yeah. episode has been nailed, I will say that. So it'll be interesting to see how Yeah, there hasn't been a weak one so far. No. They've all been good. And and each episode to me feels like it really flows into all the other like I can't sit here and pick out different episodes because to me it's just telling one large oh. grand tale. But I but I like the way they've done it, where they're okay. Oh, we're I at, do too. You know, we're at the, uh, yeah, we're at the playoffs of the first three, Pete, and now we'll jump ahead to the, you know, uh, the second playoffs of the second repeat, and then we'll jump back and show you what was going on at the, yeah. you know, as they were trying to get their third, the second time, the first time. I really like the way they've done it that way, that they didn't start at the beginning. And, and the footage that they got from that, that ninety-eight team, the footage they got from that team is unreal. It's crazy that somebody uh, that they were allowed to come in and film what they got to film. I'd like to see what hit the cutting room floor. I'm sure there's some good stuff. There I love Jordan. By the way, I love Jordan pitching the quarters with the guy at the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the security guard. Well, he that was, was cool. When he lost, and then he won. He was. Then he to, and then he's like, "We got to do it again." You know, twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That that was his getaway. You know, it was away from everything. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I wonder how much yep. they should have asked that guy how much money he did he manage to make and or lose at the hands of Michael Jordan in the quarter, quarter tossing. <laughs> it wasn't about the money with Jordan; it was about the competition. No, but for those guys, I'll <laughs> bet you those guys were making a you know if they were winning with any regularity. I mean, it wasn't they weren't playing for a dollar or anything. I think he took them for fifty bucks the, that just for that thirty seconds. Yeah. He won, and then he bet him another twenty on what did he give him? Three shots, I think it was. I mean, something, it like yeah. something like yeah, that. Something like that. And the guy got in the first one and took his twenty bucks. I guess that's what <laughs> you get dry. for taking all. The, that's what you get for taking one dollars from uh, the guys at the front of the bus or the plane, as it were. <laughs> that's great. 
It I mean, really is. See, I mean, in all honesty, can you see LeBron James throwing quarters with the arena staff at the in L.A.? Because I can't. No. no. Not saying he wouldn't, but but it doesn't strike me as something LeBron would do. No, he would. Uh, he would probably was charge about the guy's technique and everything. He's you got like a role to it. He was like jealous. Yeah, <laughs> they, probably, they probably should have showed the next time they did it. Jordan probably kicked his ass. He probably emulated his throwing and probably won. Got his money back. <laughs> this is crazy. It is, and I don't I think I've never, ever seen. Never seen. I think I've ever seen anybody like that. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anybody. Never seen a documentary in any sport where they've really showed you an unfettered look at what the guy was really like. Yeah. Because he doesn't and, he doesn't require the narrative to look good because he's Michael Jordan. You know? Yeah, it's been a great documentary. It's been a great look inside of, you know, the Bulls themselves and they've 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 done well. I've really been um, looking forward to these every week, and I'm glad that uh, you know we get one more Sunday night of this. I'm really really excited about it. Um, you know what I really have taken away from it? What's that? That aside from the money of being somebody like him, the rest of it sucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> makes a lot of money, but he is constantly bombarded everywhere uh. he goes. No time, like no me time ever. Somebody always yeah. wanting a piece of you for whatever reason, some good, some bad. But, but it, like, you know, when he said, I mean, we talked about it last week. I mean, being Michael Jordan was not really very much fun for a lot yeah, of it. Me. He even said that. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't very much fun short of being on the court. And that's work. I mean, fun, but still work. Other than that. I mean, because something they never really have showed much of, never really talked all that much about his wife and kids during all of this. Yeah. No, they really didn't. And what part or or how, you know, considering that his him and his dad were so close, they haven't yeah. really said much about how his relationship with him. I mean, I guess because what, he's divorced now, right? Is he, got, is he remarried? Or I, I, I don't know right offhand. I, I want to say, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll look, but I mean, I do know, know that the the scene that they they were in the bathroom once or twice. Yeah, the scene they ended the the last episode on Jordan winning the title on Father's Day, clutching the basketball and just crying, just profusely. Okay, was he got uh, heartbreaking. He got, divo- he got divorced in 2006 and remarried in 2013. So. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Um, oh, got himself a looker too. How about that? Right. Real yeah, quick, I'll I tell you what, guys. Yeah, that retirement, it looked like the Last Supper. You had Stern, <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Krause. It really did. Rise Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, Still it dragging, really looked good. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that, but I mean, you know what I mean. It was like. The big, the who's who of the NBA. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty good main table there. That's for sure. When nobody's up there. 
All right, well, guys, I think we've talked enough about the last dance. We've spent a lot of time on it. Let's go ahead and take another time out real quick, and uh, we'll hear from our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And um, then we'll come back, and uh, we'll have a little bit of fun here on the other side. Sound good? Yeah. All right, we'll be back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Again, check out our great, great friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Uh, I think you'll be glad if you go check them out. Good people. Good people at Atomic Comics and Collectibles. All right. Gentlemen, I was going to put together some uh, Sports Jeopardy tonight. However, I was unable to do so due to, uh, well... I ended up having to, to pick up my son, and I didn't think I was going to have to, and I did, and he's here tonight, so I was unable to uh, to do that. So I will now what I think will be will really fun. Do, I will now do what I was going to do but didn't tell you is I'm just going to bullshit my way through it. Well, that's me. I've been known to do that. Uh, well, I'm, not, I'm not dogging you for it. I'm just saying because it's what I'm going to do on this end. <laughs> All right, so what I'll do here is uh, we'll start with Tim, and we'll oh, go sure. back and forth here. This is now this is going to be fun because this is the Bogus Central. Bogus Central that <laughs> makes no sense. This is the Bogus Centered Trivia Lightning Round, and uh, played with real lightning. But uh, <laughs> lots of real estate. Yes. Uh, well, there you go. What I'm going to do is we know Ed Bogus's favorite teams and we're going to ask a trivia question from each of uh, some of his favorite teams does that sound uh entertaining to you too uh, it'll be entertaining because my answers will probably be hilarious jeff will just rattle the shit off like he always who does is, but... who is his uh, favorite well team? the we, we will go with the chicago bears, bears. the Yankees. notre dame fighting irish the new york yankees and uh, what was the other one, Tim? Do we re- remember? Well, North Carolina. But North Carolina. That's not fair. Jeff will Jeff will kill you. You said you didn't want to go there. Um, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will destroy you in the yeah, Tar Heel category. He's going to anyway. Well, well, we might go. We might go to some. Uh, we might jump. And the ter- and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm pretty sure that's Ed's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a few wrestling trivia questions because I know our man Ed loves tri- loves wrestling as well. So, Bogus, these the trivia questions—if you don't know the answers to these, Bogus, you're fired. 
All right, Tim, we're going to start with you. And if Tim doesn't know the answer uh, or gets it wrong, Jeff, you have a chance to steal. And, uh, you know, I'll ask I'll ask some questions until we kind of get tired of it and Jeff decides he's done kicking Tim's ass. And then yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll quit. You guys are putting All pressure right. on. Oh, definitely. All right, Tim. Right. Rudy. The movie Rudy yeah. was an inspirational story about Notre Dame football. And based on a true story, Rudy sort of. was a nickname for Blank Rudiger. What was Rudy's real first name? <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord. You do know that, 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 story, that that story is not true um, entirely. Uh, it's not entirely true. It's based no, on a true story. It's, it's not it's 100% real. Okay, it's I get been that. It's for, for, uh, for Hollywood. I, I really don't know. I have no idea. I shall pass to Jeff. You know, I believe they said in the movie what his real name was. They did. I, they did. I believe they did it at, at some point. I just I honestly, guys, I, I can't remember. I think maybe Rudolph, maybe. No. No. His I, name I remember them saying. was Daniel Rudiger. Daniel, yeah. Daniel was his first name. Yeah, All right, I so nobody. I didn't. <laughs> All right, yeah. so there you go. Uh, one more Notre Dame question since nobody got that. Jeff, we'll go to you. Um, Notre Dame's famous coach, Newt Rockney. How did he die? I believe it was a plane crash. That is correct. Right. An airplane crash killed New Rotney. All right. All right. Ah. Nice. <laughs> what, Tim? Fucking ridiculous. How did a guy from 1922 die? Oh, that's a fucking plane crash, Tim. Well, I knew that. <laughs> All right, Tim. One more Notre Dame. How can you not know that, Tim, about Notre Dame? What the hell's wrong? Here, All right, Tim. Here's a Notre Dame question. Oh. This one you could just throw out a you could throw out a number. All right. All right. Notre Dame Notre Dame has the second most championships behind any Division I NCAA team. How many national championships has Notre Dame won? Okay, and, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. They have won the second most NCAA championships of any college football team. How many Ooh. have they won? Hold on. Even, I'll give you – here's a clue. Well. Here's a All clue. Right. Alabama is number one. They have won 12. Notre Dame is Ooh. second. How many national titles has Notre Dame won? I don't know, but I will go with five. That is incorrect. Jeff, yeah. how many championships have Notre Dame well, won? Well, Tim, they won seven, but if you don't really count that one in 1943 <laughs> because of the influence of the disease. <laughs> I believe it. they won their last one uh, in 88, and that made them 11, I believe. That is correct. 11 <laughs> national championships. I can't ask. I can't. Th- this one's not for uh this one's not for a, a point. So Jeff's up to nothing. This is not for no, a just, point, but I'll. There's nothing wrong with just asking questions just to see if anybody knows the answer. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. Jeff yeah. should know this one because I actually knew this one. What quarterback was knocked out by the Notre Dame team in the 1989 Fiesta Bowl? Uh, that would be Major Harris. Absolutely. And uh, I still maintain if he doesn't get hurt, 
West Virginia wins that game. Oh, well, it's because he's a local boy. All right. Well, that's why I didn't want to make it a team, okay? Yeah, I wouldn't have known that anyway. Because so. I would have I would have thought, you know, there's no way in hell West Virginia ever played in any bowl games. So. All right. Let's... They're like the marijuana. They both get smoked to bowls. That's right. <laughs> unless unless Pat White's uh, yeah, playing. Very well done. All right. Let's go to the Yankees. And I know, Jeff, you're kind of fond of the Yankees. But uh, we'll start with I mean, you. I'm a Cardinals fan. I don't know why you – but I, I do like – It's because you talk players, Yankees so. with Earl all the time, my brother Okay, all right. So that's, okay. I know you're a Cardinals fan, but I know you know a lot about the Yankees, okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. The New York Yankees were originally named what? Oh, good Lord. Uh, oh. That's a good one. That, that is a good one because I'm going to have to say I have no idea. I might know it when you – it's going to be one of those ones when you say it, you're going to go, oh, okay. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Were they always the New York Yankees? No. They were a, a different city. Yes. Yeah. They began in 1901. Yeah. Were they not – Okay. I'm going to say uh, Rochester. No. I will throw throw out Brooklyn somebody's. No. This is a tough one. They actually began in 1901. The club began as the Baltimore Orioles. No relation to the modern Orioles. The team was later purchased, moved to New York, and renamed the Highlanders. And then they were renamed the Yankees in 1913. Wow. Okay, learn something there. Boggus, did you know that, Boggus? I doubt it. What was that? That's me having to answer these questions on here to find the right answer. Oh, I thought that was like a... I thought that was like a... Sorry, incorrect buzzer. Well, it was. I'm trying to guess here, because I don't know some of these, but they're actually letting me guess. All right. I I don't feel that bad, then. Nope, sorry, you're breaking up. And he's already up, up, what, 2 nothing. He's up 2 nothing. I'll be amazed. If I get a a point on him, I'll be fine. What was the signature pitch of the the closer, Mariano Rivera? What was his signature pitch? Okay, I'm not not entirely sure. I will go with a slider. No. Incorrect. Okay, I know, now I know the answer. I went with one of the two, but anyway. Okay. Jeff? Uh, that would be the cutter. Yeah. It is the cutter. That would be correct. The cutter was Mariano Rivera's signature pitch. All right, so that's three for Jeff, zero for Tim. And oh, rub it in. Here. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Okay, I'm kind of looking here. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. All right, uh, Jeff, it's your question. Who was the very first player to have his number retired as a New York Yankee? Oh. That's a tough one. Like, I, that was tough. Oh. 
I want to say the babe, but I think that would be too easy. This this one was tough. Okay, is it a name we'll know? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, it was tough, but I would. Eh, I can't say anything else. Uh, I'm gonna take try to take an educated guess and say the Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. That is correct, Lou Gehrig. Got- now, that would have been my guess, but I would have thought even though by then that somebody from the Yankees would have retired before Lou they, Gehrig played. The Yankees declared July 4th, 1939, Lou Gehrig Day. They retired his number four, the first retired number in baseball history. Gehrig made the famous speech and died two years later of ALS, which became known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Okay, so and just for information's sake, when did Babe Ruth retire? That I don't know. Did he, reti- he retired, so he, but they must have done his number a little bit longer. That's what that's what I mean. So he did he retire with no with his number not going up, and then they did it later. Uh, as, well, they had to have, I guess. Kind of goes without saying at this point. Huh. All right. Cool. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a few for you. All right. Uh, that was now, Tim. Right. All right. No, Let's try and get know. you this ah. one here. I know we've asked a lot of Yankees questions, but the Yankees have so much history. They um, do. New York Yankee uh, was nicknamed Captain Clutch. Captain Clutch? Yes. Ooh. I know a lot of Yankees captains, but I don't okay. remember any of them. Hey, Jeff, would you object Clutch. for me giving him choices here? Uh, I know who it is, but if you want to give him some options, <laughs> I know you know who it is. But here, here's no, your options: gonna... Was it Mickey Mantle, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, or Alex Rodriguez? Well, it must be Derek Jeter. Correct, Derek Jeter. Four to one. Tim's on the board. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right, let's head on I'm over to. I'm coming for you, Jeff. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really okay. Let's head on over to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. That's right. The Bears. Hold on one second. Oh wow, that's an interesting question. I don't know if you, any of you will know this, but this I'm finding this interesting. So if you don't know it, it's still pretty cool. All mm-hmm. right. Um. What Jeff, your question. What Chicago Bear player left the Bears to form his own league? Hmm. What Chicago Bear player left? Okay, well, do do the math, Jeff. It had to have been I mean, there's only really one league that that could yeah. be. All right. So um well, the only league it could have been is the USFL. Well, who was the guy? 
shitty, shitty, half shitty uh, Chicago Bears from that era. That'd have been one of them. Again, these are. Uh, I mean, it's kind of kind of tough. Well, is this going to be uh, another name? But if I give you name? the choices, but if I give is you the, the choices, on the I think it'll be obvious. If I give you the choices, I think it'll be obvious. I don't no, want to give choices. Don't, don't give me choices. Uh, probably, I don't know, Walter Payton. Incorrect. Okay. It's not Walter Payton. Tim, you want to take a stab in the dark here? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's see if it, can I get this much help? Offensive or defensive player? Uh, or do you know? Or do you know? I honestly don't know. Hmm. <laughs> but if neither of you get it, I'll I'll read the what happened. Yeah. Okay. Here. No, I, I have no idea. So. Red Grange. No. Huh. Red Grange That's became it. involved in a dispute with the Bears. He left to form the American Football League, which only lasted one season. Okay, see that? I wasn't thinking it was AFL, not USFL, but I bowed yeah, to yeah. Jeff's brain power there, but I wouldn't have got that anyway. But All right, me either. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Tim. Here's your questions. Okay, your question. Nate, I'm ready. All right, Tim. All right. All right, all right. What all defensive right. formation – did the Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan popularize? Oh Christ, I don't know. Come on, really? I don't know. Uh, Jeff, uh, give nope. the answer, please. No one think a guess. No, Jeff can answer. That's okay. Jeff, that would be the uh, four-six defense. That is correct. The four-six. Four-six is eight men guys. in the box with six players along the line of scrimmage. The name four-six came from the jersey number of Doug Plank. Who was a starting strong safety for the Bears? Next time, let Jeff tell us that part, will you? <laughs> he could. I <laughs> know yeah, he could. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, here's your question. As you're up five to one, what were the Bears originally called? Hmm. And uh, I wouldn't have guessed this in a hundred years. This was in night. Uh, says here originally named this. The club was established by A.E. Stanley Food Starch Company in 1919 as a company team. I believe they may have been with something weird like the Meat Packers or something like that. That is incorrect. Okay. I mean, that's what the Green Bay's named for, I guess. But. Yeah. Tim, you want to take a stab? This one is tough. I don't know anybody that would know this. Now, what did you say about... Uh, they were originally called this. The club was established by A.E. Stanley Food Starch Company in 1919 as a company team. Well, then they must have been called the Stanleys, though. That is correct. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is correct. The originally team was originally named Decatur Stanleys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Check that, Five Jeff. to two. Five <laughs> to two. Common sense. Oh, that's funny. 
All right. What a bizarre. Let's, yeah, well, you know, I guess it's logical in a weird sort of way. Well, if you're going to have the team, you might as well name them after, you know, uh, yourself. Name them after yourselves here. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not? I guess. Let's bounce back. Well, I want to ask a couple more Notre Dame questions because we didn't ask that many. <laughs> and I know Boggess <laughs> will be mad. Uh, let's see here. Let's try to find a, a decent one that people might actually know the name. Oh man. Okay. No. Uh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. Okay. Tim, here you go. Are you ready? <laughs> no, but bring it on. Okay. In what bowl game did the Irish win their first ever national championship? Yeah, the name of the bowl. Yeah, I know. Well, this is where I, I go smartass and I go the transcoastal lending ABC something 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 bowl, like all the bullshit they got now. But well, I'll give you a been. hint. It's, but it wouldn't you know, have been still, that. It's still a bowl to this day. Not there. I'll sit down a little bit. I will go with the Rose Bowl. That is correct, the Rose Bowl. Oh, look at that. And Notre well, Dame has back, not back in the, been back in been the day back that since. Was the game. That was the bowl back in the day. And they have not been back like since. Back in the 30s or 40s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was way back when. It was uh, 1924. Wow. Jesus, Before in 1924, there probably there couldn't have been very many bowl games in the 20s. I think one year they had the Rose Bowl at Duke. Oh, God, what a sacrilege. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, here you go. This is a good question. It's five to three. Yeah, five to three. Say, mention yes. mention oh. the score. Yeah, Jeff, the pressure's on. Back All to right. the hockey question. <laughs> we'll get to some <laughs> wrestling questions here in a minute. All right, here we go. How many Heisman winners have come from Notre Dame University? Hmm. Uh, well, seven. At least one. At least one. Seven. Yes. That is correct. Is it really? Wow. Oh, okay. Smart that, 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 was, that was a wild guess, really. That was oh. seven. Notre Dame has produced the most Heisman quarter or my most Heisman winners, including the only offensive lineman to ever win the Heisman. Yeah, but I don't know who that was, though. Oh shit! I don't either. I know the gold, I know the Golden Boy won one for him, Paul Horning, and I think Tim Brown did too. Mm-hmm. All right, here. Yeah. Let's. Uh, did, did Joe we forgot, Tim. Yeah, we were naming off. <laughs> we were naming off all these great teams of the Bogus, and you know, we forgot about his basketball team, the Boston oh, the Celtics. Mighty, the Mighty Celtics, of course. And Not that I, I don't know anything forgot. about them either. If you ask me where they, what city they play in, I can answer that. <laughs> uh, all right. Here you go, Tim. Here's your question. How many consecutive NBA championships did the Boston Celtics win starting in 1959? Ooh. Let's see now. I, I don't know, but I'll go with three. Now, three is incorrect. Jeff? 
that would be uh, Snowman, eight. That is correct. Eight championships eight. in a Good row. Lord. That would be dominant. correct. That's rather dominant, isn't it? Yeah, for real. Is that the Red Auerbach era? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Let's try to find another one here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anybody that ever watches Cheers, um, that, that's that's a funny question. How many bolts held in place the panels for Boston's floor? <laughs> no, no Cheers fans? The answer is 900. Yeah, I, I, I watched <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that was a funny one. That was a good one. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me see here. Let's try to find the theme song on. Sometimes you want to know. Go where everybody knows your name. Oh, boy, let's get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> oh, okay, here you go. Jeff, this one will really test you, because I know Tim sure as hell won't know this. I'm asking anyway. What was Tommy Henson's nickname from the Celtics? Tommy Henson. He got the nickname because he took a lot of awkward shots. Uh, Houdini. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you hear the hope in that? <laughs> Houdini, no. Houdini. <laughs> any oh, any guess? Right. Any guess, Tim? Any guess at all? Boy, okay, because he, because he took awkward shots. Yes, his name was Tommy Henson. Or Heinsen, yeah, something like that. Heinsen, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be a Tommy Awkward here. I don't know. Tommy Gunn. Okay, what's that got to do with awkward shots? Because he was shooting yeah, a lot. Shots, but okay, but what's that got to do with awkward? Or, I or, don't know. Well. Or weird shots. I'd have to hear the story <laughs> to that. Yeah, I would do actually. Let's uh all right, let me see what I can find here. Yeah, Good. He's, he's all right, let's go to some to uh let's go to some let's go to some WWE trivia questions here. We'll have a little fun. A little fun here. Alright, let's go here. Let's see if we can get some older questions. Uh let's start. Oh, that's a good one. But I don't think either of you would know that. Uh, I don't want to ask that. Let me go back to the trivia questions. Let's go, you know, 1980s. You were both around then, give or take a few years. Uh, Let's see here. While I'm looking, though, we got one more break to take. Let me go ahead and take that, and we'll be right back. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in 
a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meats that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality product out there, Stay Classy Meat is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Thanks to our great friends at Stay Classy Meats and support all of our sponsors, New Law Offices, Stay Classy Meat, Strip Cam Fun, and Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. All right. Found a few questions here for you. Uh, we'll start with Tim. All right. Tim, the famous Rick Derringer song, Real American, that was Hulk Hogan's theme song, was not written for him. It was written for what tag team? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good one. It is, because I... I'm trying I to actually knew that one, too, believe it or not. I'm, bar- I'm barely pulling tag teams from that time period, let alone... I have no idea. Sorry. No guess? No, don't know. Jeff, do you have any idea if you can remember tag teams from that time? Uh, I know it wouldn't be the Hart Foundation. <laughs> uh, Pretty good guess that it wouldn't be. I know it wouldn't be them, but uh, <laughs> well, they're from Canada, right? Well, yeah. Got so, yeah. And yeah. I don't know, maybe the Rockers. Not a bad guess, but no. Too late. The correct though. answer is the U.S. Express. Nobody remember the U.S. Express? Not really, no. Oh. I don't either. Well, who was that's in a letdown from you two. Who was in the U.S. Express? Pretty Barry cool. Windham and Mike Rotunda. Oh. Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. Yeah, exactly. It's Barry Windham looking like some kind of whore. All right, no points there. Jeff, yeah, Barry, uh, was not, Barry was not a big name in the WWE, though. He Or WWF. He never really made much of an impression there. They were more of a tag team. That was that was the whole. Yeah, he right. was a tag team guy then. They dropped the tag titles at WrestleMania one. I mean, who could forget that? I don't. All right. Uh, all right, Jeff. Who managed the Glamour Girls? Managers. WWF managers. Vargas is screaming right now. I know he knows this. Who managed the Glamour Girls? Who was the yes. Glamour Girls? <laughs> the. Gl- if I'm not mistaken, it was Judy Martin and Leilani Kai, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check that to be sure. That is, but, uh, that is correct. Huh. Uh, Freddie Blassie. Good guess, but no. Tim? Hmm. I know who they were. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, actually, I know now that I think about it. The mouth of the South. Correct. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart huh. managed the Glamour Girls. Judy Martin and Leilani Kai. So All right. Tim, easy one for you. Yeah. 
What venue hosted WrestleMania 4 and 5? Trump Casino. Trump Plaza, correct. Well done. Uh, Okay. Uh, Jeff, this wrestler was a 1980s WWF jobber and is the real-life brother of the macho man Randy Savage. Who was it? Uh... No, um, could, I get, could I get Brooklyn a score update? What's the score? Ah, uh, seven to five. Yeah, seven to five. All right, because uh, it's about to be seven to six. Because I know the answer to this. What <laughs> did you say though? Bro- what did you say, is Jeff? It, is it the Brooklyn Brawler? It is not the Brooklyn Brawler. Go ahead, Tim. It's uh, Leaping Lanny Poffo. Leaping Lanny oh. Poffo. Is that the well uh, done? The genius. Yeah, genius. That's right. The genius. Yeah. The genius. All right. Uh, Okay, Tim. Since you're catching up, this one's not so easy. All right. Who lost the very first WrestleMania match ever to Tito Santana? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, now he's getting into a, it because it's close. You're such a nerd, Bush. But you know that. Hey, don't I'm, hate me. Because not, I do know. I'm not even sure what WrestleMania it would have been, to be honest. WrestleMania won the, the first WrestleMania say, match the, in the history. The first one. Uh, Dino Bravo. Incorrect. Jeff, do you want to take any kind of any kind of mm. guess here? Uh, King Kong Bundy. Incorrect. The Executioner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't hate. Oh, that was a Skinner. Skinner? No, not Skinner. <laughs> not Steve Kern. Well, that would have been too early <laughs> for him, but it would have been funny, though. All right. All right. I, I like uh, his, I like his thought go. processes, though. Bundy. I like that answer, Jeff. Even though Bundy beat S.D. Jones in a record eight seconds at WrestleMania 1. Oh, but, yeah, sure. Huh. Shut up, you mark. Yep. All right. Here we go. Jeff. When Sid Justice made his full-fledged heel turn in 1992, who was his manager for a brief stint? Oh, man. Really? That's a tough one. Not easy. Don't worry, Jeff. I don't know. So take a shot in the dark. Uh, I'm going to say... Is it Mr. Fuji? No. Hmm. Well, not Mr. Fuji. Tim? Yes, Nate? Guess of any kind. Uh, you know, I'm struggling with what uh, with what federation we're talking about here. The WWF. Okay. Well, I'm, I wasn't 100 percent sure. In 1992, um, the WWF. And this is the infamous heel turn against Hogan, correct? That's yes. What we're talking about? 92. Okay, yes. yes. Oh, All right, I think so I, I know who it is now. So I sort of remember when that happened, but 
Mm-hmm. I think I know who it is now. That's seven six. The pressure's got Tim to me t- though. I, I I don't know. Um, take a guess. guess, but it won't count. Well, no, hold on, Tim. Take it. Okay, oh, Tim doesn't okay. know. Bobby Heenan. All right, something I have no idea. Incorrect. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, it was a Sherry. No, it was oh, Harvey Whippleman. Oh God. Mm, okay. I remember him. Remember the name, but wouldn't have put wouldn't have come up with that. It was Harvey Whippleman. Oh, it All right. Harvey Whippleman. It was what indeed. Socks? What colored socks was Harvey wearing? Well, let me tell you, Tim. Blue, actually. Um, you know. I'm just kidding. Half of it is knowing. The other half is pretending like you know. All right. In 1992 at the Royal Rumble, the Orient Express, Tanaka and Kato wrestled their last high-profile match against a duo called the New Foundation. Tim, who were the New Foundation? Oh, what two? Uh, and you would know oh, these two guys. Oh, I do, because one is, uh, they were talking about it on something just the other day. Um... I don't know why I want to say you're Tom Pritchard for some reason. Although I don't know if that's right, but uh, that is incorrect. Okay, well, and I'll throw out another name anyway, just to give Jeff some help. Was was Bob Hawley one of them? Incorrect. Okay, then I don't know. You were thinking of the new Midnight Express. That was uh, ah, Bart Gunn okay. and Bob Hawley, and that was 1998. Okay. All right, no, that's what I was thinking of. So. 1992. Jeff, any idea who were the two members of the new foundation that wrestled the Orient Express, Tanaka and Kato? Hello, Paul uh, Diamond, if you're listening. I believe it was uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart one of them. That's correct. That's one half. Who was the other? Oh, okay. Uh, now I know. Uh, was it Owen Hart? That is correct. You're correct. Oh, wow. The new wow. foundation, Owen Hart and Jim the Anvil Nyhart. I, to- I totally wigged out on the foundation part. I totally missed that. Yeah. So, well I'm done, Jeff. It's, yeah, you should. You should have yeah. finally got a wrestling one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have I should I should have asked Jeff a Ric Flair question, but uh <laughs> <laughs> it would have, it would have been too. How many easy. times did he get laid before the Royal Rumble match? <laughs> uh, just that day, <laughs> and give the uh, and give the and give the length of each laying. Uh, wow, <laughs> twelve minutes and fourteen <laughs> seconds. The first one <laughs> slowing down a bit by the end. Well, you know, man's got to save something for the ring. Uh, one last question, since Jeff and I are both ninety-two Rumble guys. Uh, we'll declare Jeff the winner, but Tim, you made it a hell of a fight he there did. with he the rest of the questions. I, yeah. I got a little closer. Fighting Irish, I <laughs> Yeah, he got the he got the uh, the wrestling questions brought him back quite a bit. All right, Jeff, uh, ninety two Royal Rumble. Where did it take place? Albany, New York. Correct in the Knickerbocker Arena. Good job. Knickerbocker Arena. Yep, Knickerbocker Arena, and that was back when they did pay-per-views on Sunday afternoon, believe it or not. So it was an early what day, pay-per-view. Uh, what day was it? It was on a Sunday. Number. Sunday. Yeah, no, no, Sunday. number. What number? January 28th. Incorrect. There you go. <laughs> Incorrect. Was that it? La- wrong. Was that it? 
Oh, wrong. I thought you knew. I, I think it is January 28th. Yeah, I think it wrong. is. Wrong. I thought you knew. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know. He was guessing. January 19th. He was, he was trying to oh. parlay that I know everything <laughs> shit into having the answer. Hey, I, I, I was going with him for a second. It's January 19th. It was. Okay. <laughs> Uh, It's easily the best Royal Rumble. It's easily the best Royal Rumble of all time, though. No doubt about it. That was a good. That was a good. That was right up there with that fucking pleading in your voice for Houdini to be right. Houdini. Oh yeah, but you said it with such hope. Houdini. Houdini. Oh man. Ric Flair lasted one hour and two seconds. Houdini Henson. Tommy Houdini Henson. That sounds pretty good. That sounds better than. I'm not against it. Yeah, well, better maybe talk to whoever writes the official uh, uh, history there and have that changed. Yeah, one hour and two two seconds. Impressive. Yep, one hour and two seconds. And do you know who lasted the shortest in the Rumble that year? Well, was always some, was always you know, that was in 91. Luke was in 91. Oh, uh, I know who it was, Warlord. No, it wasn't Warlord. That was in uh, 1990. He got dumped real quick. I'm all around it, aren't I? I don't know. You are. This one, I wouldn't have guessed this. I actually wouldn't have known. Shortest time, Hercules, 56 seconds. The only guy to last under a minute in the entire match. Wow. I mean, good Lord. They even let Skinner get a decent little run here. He was in there for two minutes. Even the nasty boys. You gotta wonder who he who he made mad because Sags was, was in there a minute and six seconds. That was usually the punishment was a short stint in the rumble was when you were not popular with the office. Actually, guys, some guys love staying in there a short amount of time. It means they didn't have to stick around and do anything. <laughs> oh man! But you know what? This has been fun. We talked last dance. We had a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of trivia. Sorry I couldn't get a Jeopardy categories together for it. But, uh, you know, if all goes according to plan, maybe we can have Sports Jeopardy next okay. week. And uh, We are going to announce right now, Nate, next week will be Sports Jeopardy with Tim at the helm. The battle, oh. of, the West, the battle of West Virginia. Okay. Jeff, Jeff versus Nate. No holds barred. Okay. Uh, no wrestling questions, though. Screw what that. you bastard? There'll be 142. Uh, yeah. There'll be, well, uh, be one category. It will be North Carolina basketball. Uh, be oh, it. God, I'm done. <laughs> North Carolina basketball and obscure sports facts, because Jeff's really good at those. Uh, and for Nate, there will be what? Uh, I don't know. Can't there just Taco be a Royal Bell. Rumble category? Like... Taco Bell takeout menu. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm in then. <laughs> West Virginia, West Virginia drive throughs Nah, okay. Well, never mind. I I'm, I have a chance. Uh, no, I'll mix. I, I, I don't think I'll do. I think I'll just I'll mix it up, so that nobody right. can run a so that nobody can run a category or anything like that. It'll just be here's your question. Okay. Deal with it. That'll be fun. And uh, because of that, to celebrate it, we'll play a little bit of music here before we decide to to get out of here for the night. Hit it. That's for you, Ed. All right, guys. Uh, anything y'all want to add before we call tonight? Check out our sponsors: uh, Office, Stephen P. News, Strip Cam Fun, Atomic Comics, and Collectibles. Stay classy, meets. Check them all out. Good people. Go follow them and find them. Go ahead, Jeff. 
Nathan, I know there's probably not a lot of NASCAR guys or people I watch, but this is going to be a sporting event Sunday. It's going to be live. I, I'm thinking fans, I, I'm probably going to tune in. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be a 400-mile race. Uh, they called it the Real Heroes 400. And, uh, you know, NASCAR's back. Uh, just a few things out there. There's more emphasis on winning now. Some, some of you old-time fans that haven't watched a while, uh, they got – it's stuff called stage racing. They break up uh, the race up into three stages. The last one's longer. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. I don't like it, but because of the fact you get, they're not racing, you're slowing down and taking laps. But anyways, if you win a stage, you get points and so on. But uh, yeah. it will be nice to see something else. And then Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, there's actually another race at Darlington. Uh, they're going to have a Wednesday night race, and it's going to count. So hmm. anyways. What time is that to. race on Wednesday night, do you know? I believe it starts at 6.30. It's going to be a 500-kilometer race. It's only going to be like two, a little over 300 miles. So okay. It won't be as long. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll, uh, we might watch some of that before we come on the show, and we can come on and talk about NASCAR um, if you guys want. Because, hey, it's the only sport going right now, and I'm going to tell yeah, you in Sunday. Well, yeah. There's another – I don't know if it was F – I don't think it was F1. But something else was coming back, too, in the racing world right shortly. I don't know. If it's boat racing, Stan Lane will be excited. <laughs> I love you, sweet Stan. You and Marie, I hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> Next week, too, Nate, uh, we will announce right now. Let's see what kind of a re- response we get out of this one. Uh, new segment coming up. It's going to be pretty crazy. It's called Ask Jeff Anything, but it's not going to involve Jeff. So there you oh, go. Sh- <laughs> we forgot to do a bogus bedtime story. Oh, well, we'll get it oh. next week. Yeah. All right, we'll tease that. Bogus bedtime story coming next week. Bogus, what did you get for takeout this week? Pictures, Twitter, go now. (laughs) Oh man! All right, well guys, if that's uh, that's all for this week, hang on the line, guys. Don't hang up. Uh, We can discuss a couple things after the show, but uh, until then, it's Nate, it's Jeff, it's Tim, it's the Wide Man. Jeff's kind of become our third man here in the trio hanging out with us and talking sports and uh we appreciate him for doing that so always thanks for being here i gotta get him a t-shirt he deserves a t-shirt um looking looking forward to it all right but uh until next time anything else guys i'm good take us home all right everyone have a good one we'll see you next week and remember what they say to be the men you gotta beat the man Woo. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash widemencantjump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, StripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at StayClassyMeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.